Hello everyone, how are you doing? Danny the Heck is my name and I am about to give you a little bit of a podcast. Haven't done one for a while, starting to feel quite guilty, so my apologies for being late starting this podcast. I actually actually had to help out with dinner and uh, get in the kitchen and chop up the pumpkin and then I had to chop up some cucumber and I had to chop up some other green stuff and put it in the salad. And I'm thinking actually it's quite nice actually to get the basics of life in order, wouldn't you agree? Anyway, I'm not here to give you cooking lessons because I'm certainly one person that hasn't actually embraced cooking at home very well. My partner is absolutely fantastic at doing that, so I'll leave that to her at the moment. However, it does actually come up with um, the theme of this podcast is the future of business networking. So it's the future of business networking for Elite Six. I'm probably going to discuss more than anything, but... Lots of changes happen, and I'm sick of hearing people's lockdown experiences, but I've got to ask you a question all the same. What have you learned about yourselves in lockdown? Think about that, because if I get my way about it, I'll probably come back to that at the end of this podcast and actually ask you to answer that quietly to yourself. Well, I've learned a lot about business networking over the last eight years. I've been doing this game for long enough to actually say I feel I am an expert in my industry. Now, just before I learned that we're going down to lockdown, I decided that uh, we would carry on running our meetings before that happened, and I decided to start learning a lot about Zoom and how to actually run a business networking company from um, a computer screen. Now, to be honest, it's incredibly hard because even though I love technology and people keep saying to me right now today that it's okay for you, Danny, I know you love all this technology, eh, actually not really in love with it as much as people think. Now I remember when I was younger and I used to, uh, our family used to turn up at the Jones's place for example at five o'clock just before dinner to pop in and say hello. It's one thing that we don't do anymore really, we're not allowed to you know just drop in without sending a text or announcing our arrival or making a booking and I reckon that's something that is lacking a lot in the way that we uh, even do our business dealings these days. So by asking my beloved members to embrace technology and suggesting that we don't put our meetings on hold but get jump straight in and start using Zoom to connect together has been a really big ask. And there's a lot of really fun technology out there that I've basically embraced and I love that a lot of my dear members have really struggled to get their head around. But Hand on heart, a lot of them have jumped into it and we've got probably 50% of the people that were associated with my business networking company giving it a go. The other 50% are actually sitting there thinking, oh, this isn't for me, I don't want to change, I want to, I want to stay the same and I'll wait until you go back to cafes. Well, I've got some interesting news for you, Elite Six, the chances of us going back to cafes and doing what I used to do is probably not really going to happen. And there's lots of reasons for that, because I've realised by stepping out of my business and having a look at it, and really identifying what we're trying to accomplish, there needs to be more thinking and better ways of doing things. Now, what I've discovered is people really value the face-to-face business networking. And to a degree, you can do that over Zoom, but it's not the same. So... Reinventing what I do from a face-to-face business networking company to a virtual one has been a big ask for people to embrace. But my thing, I've said to a lot of people, 
give me an opportunity to prove that I am innovative enough, I have a fluent business, because I have literally turned Elite Six on its head over the last three weeks. And now, from some people's perspective, I meant to flip it back to do what I were doing. But I've learned so much more about this business networking game that I'm actually excited, 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 can't even say the word, going forward. Lots of things I've learned about my company, let alone myself. A few weeks ago I hit the wall and I've had many other people tell me they've hit the wall. And it's a sudden realism that we're human. We have feelings, we have empathy. I had a member have a go at me in a public place on, on one of our meetings and it really hurt me. And it, that's what helped me hit the wall. And I didn't even get a chance to sort of explain what I meant because they assumed. So then you have to be empathetic, you have to understand what other people are going through. And now I've realised I'm quite a sensitive soul and I really do have a heart. And also a lot of the advice that I've been getting from my beloved members is been given because they really sincerely care about me. And my personality is I smash ideas out all the time and I'm fighting and I'm twisting it this way and I'm going this way and I'm going back three steps, going forward one and I'm changing the colour and I'm doing all sorts of things to come up with the perfect formula. And you know, the theme of this podcast is the future of business networking. Now I've just helped my partner in the kitchen do some cooking and we've just come back from doing a walk and I feel energised. Now... When I run these virtual meetings, I'm struggling to get myself in the right frame of mind because one little comment or one negative tone from some incident that may have happened or some situation that may happen just before I go into a live meeting uh, affects the way in my, my um, enthusiasm and the energy I need to give out. So I've learned that about myself. So when I'm doing podcasting, if I haven't done a podcast like at the moment, I think it's about 18, 19 days ago, you can just about guarantee that Danny isn't in the right frame of mind to deliver a podcast. What I've also learned about myself is the fact that um, I've done a lot of training in speaking and learning to pronounce words properly. Now, I am dyslexic, and I, I've done a talk. You, you search danny.co.nz, you'll go there and you'll find my video, and I talk about how I struggle to learn and embrace words and the written words so I really have to be adaptable but I don't give up and I just want to say that if you're sitting at home waiting for the government to come along and bail you out and you are a small to medium sized business then you really need to get off your bum and start preparing your business and grooming it Now, don't give me the excuse that you don't know where it's going or what to market because there's lots of things you can do to groom your business. And I'm sure if you hang around LinkedIn where you go into business Facebook pages, you'll get ideas and you hurry up and wait, as I call it. You know, get your Facebook page in order, get your LinkedIn account, um, you know, rewrite your website, redesign your website, refine it all and be ready for what? We don't really know. But you do need to have a business where, for me, if I, I just traveled three countries, I took my laptop with me. And if I had to, I could work in any country for a period of time. So look for ways to use technology to carry on using and doing your business via technology if you can. All right, so that's my rant. So what am I doing in Elite Six, which is going to be a game changer? So first thing I'm doing is I've uh, when I run a Elite Six meeting, instead of people turning up late 
and being disruptive, I had to sort of come up with a way of, you know, working with that. Literally, I'd run a meeting at 7.30 in the morning, and I still have people turning up at 10 to 8. They have meetings, they have things happening, and I have to be uh, empathetic, and I have to understand that not everyone can be where they want, but they want to be part of the meeting, so they turn up when they can. So what I decided to do is when we're running a Zoom meeting, I start the meeting with a PowerPoint presentation and it kind of hides people coming into the meeting in the background. But then people would come into the background and they'd disrupt the meeting, which made it really hard for me to run a kind of structured meeting and it not be a tea or a coffee party, but just something. And also people in the meeting would duck away and get a coffee, they'd be eating their breakfast. And uh, so it's quite disruptive. So by running a, a presentation... Um, PowerPoint presentation has actually been a saving grace. So ironically, what I originally started doing is I did away with the PowerPoint presentation and we just went into an open discussion group. And on the first week of the lockdown, people were actually in dire straits. They didn't know about the government grants. They didn't know anything. And we could really rally around. Second week, it changed. People started focusing back on their business, getting it ready, ready to go. Third week, people started going to the sofa, didn't they? Uh, and and being unmotivated, and here I am, as a business networking company, and part of the, the the service I provide is support. So anyway, so by trying to motivate people that aren't attending, it was really hard work for me to continue my enthusiasm. So I went back to old school stuff, and basically went back to my what did work in my business, deconstructed it and reconstructed it. And I rang up a good mate of mine, it was Clinton Selby, and I said, look, I just I feel like giving up with this business networking thing. And he said, go back to the basics, Danny. What did, did work, take it side by side and change it and adapt it. So I've actually flexed my whole company now, gone back to the PowerPoint presentations. And so what, what I do is I start with the PowerPoint presentation. So I instruct people, I give them a bit of structure. I ask people to try to be on time to the meeting. It's treated as a normal meeting. You wouldn't turn up half an hour late for another meeting, so try to be in time. And if you are late, you don't need to give us an excuse. Let's just carry on. Um, enter the room with your microphone on mute. Ooh, okay. Uh, if you want to speak and you want to say something, use the chat box. Tell them where the chat box is. Uh, if you don't know how to use the chat box, wave your hands. Give them a demonstration on actually how to wave their hands. And then I couldn't manage it myself because people had the complexities of running one of these meetings and broadcasting and, and publishing it on Facebook and YouTube all at the same time and muting people as they come into the room. It was just a nightmare. So I got a co-host in. And um, Lance has been our co-host for most of the meetings and he's brilliant. And he manages the mute button. So then you need to instruct people not to really touch their mics. Let us do it. Because when I was running these meetings and people were all muted... I felt like I was talking to myself, which I do quite a bit anyway. So then I had to instruct people that parts of the meeting will be broadcasted Facebook Live. And they go, oh, I don't want what I'm saying to be broadcasted Facebook Live. So I needed to come up with a way of explaining why we did that and what parts of the meeting would be broadcasted on Facebook Live. So by running the uh, what we do with Facebook Live, we normally start the hype 10 minutes before the meeting starts. And then we run through my uh, what I call my introduction for the first 15 minutes. And I'll explain more about Facebook Live in a minute if you bear with me. So, okay, we're broadcasting on Facebook Live. Shock, horror, privacy gone out the window. However, we do have a private part of the meeting. 
Afterwards, I publish the uh, content on our YouTube channel so we can archive it because it's quite handy for people to go back and um, get notes from the meeting. Now, I needed to instruct people, you know, because we aren't about industries in Elite Six, I needed to give people some sort of group they belong to. So I thought what I'll do is we have a number of meetings, but we encourage people to go to one meeting per week and call it their home group. So originally when I started doing this, we had 15 groups. I had a 7.30, 9.30 and a 3 o'clock catch-up. And that worked quite well for the first week, but now I didn't run a meeting on a Monday, so I, didn't do, I don't do that anymore. So we run meetings 7.30, 9.30, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now I've stopped running a 7.30 Friday meeting and we run a think tank meeting um, on a Friday. I'll explain more about that in a minute as well. Then I suggested that you can visit other meetings. You can pop into a meeting if you can't um, potentially make your meeting. But the, the goal is to go to one home group each week. And if you do that, then you can visit other meetings. But don't pop around all the other meetings and introduce yourself thinking that's going to be good for your business because good business networking takes time. And then, then I had to look at my membership plans. And I did have one member who said to me, oh, look, I've been watching Facebook and I see that you aren't going back to cafes. Well, I'm resigning. And I said, wow, you've been with us for two or three years, and you're just going to resign because I'm still trying to find my feet. And I said, and what's the alternative? Well, I like face-to-face -face stuff. And I go, so do I. But I can't deliver that. But you're going to give up on everything I've done. And I said, so at what point do you want to be associated with Elite Six? Is there a price that you would stay associated with Elite Six and, and, and wait and hang around until we work out the best formula for doing this. And they said, oh, I never thought of it like that. So they haven't actually left as such, but they were making it very clear that they did not like this virtual world and they were with Elite Six because they liked the face-to-face -face marketing. And I had other clients who said the same thing. So that was it's hard for me to listen to. And then I, I, I already had a plan of attack but because they assumed that I'm only the only way of doing face-to-face -face marketing is by going to a cafe like we were, then uh, I needed them to listen, and that's the purpose of the video I've just done and the, uh, what do we call this thing, a podcast. So I've created two membership plans, and this is how I'm dealing with it. So multi-membership, $59 plus GST per month is the standard price we all were charged. So then I've listed the membership benefits you get for being a regular multi-member. And that's you get a business profile, you get a virtual meeting, and you get workshops. Um, we publish your blogs on our website. We also have a very large social media um, promotion channel. So we do our best to promote um, other people's events. Anything that's happening or a post I see on a social media site, I repost it on Elite Six's channels. And the very last thing which I've added to make it clear that I still believe in face-to-face -face marketing is social events. Now, if you aren't familiar with me, I've actually ran a social club. I did it for 10 years, and, and after doing that for about three, four years, somebody came along and said, look, I know a business that's coming up for sale that may be right up your alley. And that was how I got to hear about Elite Six. So I'm very versed at running social events. Now... With business networking, what I need to do is come up with social events that are within the business um, within the business time. So between maybe 
7.30 and 6.30 are the time that I can run social events for a business networking company that works successfully. So some of the ideas I've got is uh, once a week we could have a cafe that we regularly go to for lunch. And then I would be organising numbers for the cafe and I thought, oh, that's tricky. So then what I thought is I've been working in co, uh, a, a co-share office space and we can use that premises as a meeting point. So once a week we could get together and have a, a 12 o'clock get together and then people that hang around afterwards, we could all go out for lunch at one one thirty at a cafe around the corner that I like myself. It's Porter Shed, actually. They are 100% plant-based. Lovely. So that, that's one way of networking. So we could keep our structure. Instead of running our cars around in the morning at 7.30 and 9.30, we could basically run a more structured meeting like we have done. And then we create an opportunity where people who can come out can meet at, say, 12 o'clock on a Wednesday. The other thing we could do, I've got a friend of mine that isn't a member of Elite Six, and he's got this amazing business that the first year in business he turned over $59,000, and he just told me last week that he's turned over $25,000 this week in sales. And he's got a a really good story uh, on how he builds up uh, his sales and how he markets his business. Now, wouldn't it be an awesome opportunity if I said to my members, well, we're going to go visit uh, my mate's place and he's going to give us a talk on how he's built his business up and how he's used technology to the fullest and how much money he spends on advertising. And that would be of, of great knowledge to people. So what I'm thinking of is I could pick random companies. It doesn't have to be visiting a member of Elite Six, but we could actually go visit other workplaces and actually see how the mechanics run. So I, I used to be a member of Rotary for about five years, and we used to go visit places like um, the post office where they uh, do all the ticketing and labelling of uh, letters. So when the government does a letter mail out, they used to you know, have to um, you know, put a, a personalised address on something like hundreds of thousands of envelopes, and they took us for a tour through the factory. And those sort of events, I think, would be really beneficial for um, Elite Sixes. And I'm good at organising events, so that's where we would get our face-to-face marketing, so to speak, and I think that would work really well. So we're all about keeping it affordable, um, and membership plans are all payable by monthly, so I usually go through that at the meetings. So the four parts of the meetings for Elite Six, so this is the future of business networking for Elite Six and hopefully for other business networking organisations as well. So I'm going to have a welcome, that's 10 minutes. We're going to have an open talk discussion for five minutes and then we will have a focused person for around about 10 minutes. So that's 25 minutes of the meeting that I would like to publish uh, and, and on Facebook Live. Now I can get a thousand people looking at a, a video uh, and people can show their um, experience, knowledge and skills by being on that video. Now, I'm still trying to find my feet. I'm trying to accommodate a lot of people and I'm trying to do what's best, what I feel, for business networking for my company. So I don't want to do things that's going to upset people. But trust me, guys, I've been doing this for a while. I've got a pretty good feel on how to build Elite Six, how to generate uh, new people coming along and how to keep it more interesting. So I'm, I'm trying to find my feet, so I'm just asking for a little bit more support. Well, not really more support. Well, I am actually asking for more support. I need a hand, guys. I need your backing. I need your trust. I mean, you, you, a lot of people come along to Elite Six because they like me, and they trust the way I do things. So this isn't 
me pushing you into an angle. This is me using what's in my toolkit to um, build a better, stronger, um, modernized uh, business networking company. So the focus person part, the open talk discussion, and the welcome message, which I do most of the talking in anyway, would be broadcasted on Facebook Live. We might just do it on a Wednesday, and then there's a there's an alternative group that want to, you know, um, I call them peacocks, but it's a good opportunity for people who are watching to see what this organisation is about, and then when we go into the table talk part of the meeting, is we they Zoom has this thing called breakout rooms, and it's lots of fun. So we've had sixty people in a breakout room. I can click a button. And it says, how many rooms do you want, Danny? And I'll go, six rooms, and it will break up, and it will say something like five to six people per room. Click a button, and everyone gets thrown out of the main area into a separate room with a computer-generated random order. And you, and then you get to meet five people, and each person gets to talk for five minutes each. Now, I've been doing this for a while, as I said. Now, the, the five-minute discussions that Elite Six has in groups up to six, is the heart of Elite Six. And I never want to compromise that. And that's private. No one hears that information. But I need my members, when they hear Facebook Live, Danny's broadcasting Facebook Live, there's two things I can do. If, if somebody says something absolutely terrible, and that could be, you know, because I can delete it, but I don't want to. But when it comes to the private areas, we still have that. And that will that's something that's really important, and I get that. So that's what I've been trying to do. All right, what else have I got? I believe the next five things is this is the first time you've ever heard me have a rant. Uh, let me tell you, I've been doing this for a while, and I've come up with five things I read out at every meeting that I believe that if you apply these uh, when uh, you're at any event, you will be better at business networking. So I, here they are. Support other members by listening and sharing your knowledge, experience, and skills. So... That means uh, the art of listening, it's really simple. If I said to somebody, um, how are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm really down. I feel like jumping off a bridge. And I went, oh, yeah, I feel like that sometimes. It just shows you I weren't really listening. But if you are listening to somebody else, you'll be intuitive and you'll have a conversation. So support other people by listening. And then whatever they say, if you feel you can, offer, you can share your experience, knowledge and skill, offer some advice. And I often say to people that share your experience, knowledge, or skills as your toolkit. And when you come to any event, you've got a, a box here full of tools because every industry is different. So, um, yeah, and that's what you should have in your toolkit. Experience, knowledge, and skill. Share your tools when you're at business networking events. And this one here is always a bit funny, but build professional relationships. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, 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 it's all about relationships, this business networking game. Well, you're wrong. It's not all about relationships. You can have a relationship with anyone. I got a um, pulled up by a policeman because I was holding my cell phone in my hand and he saw me and he pulled me up and he said, uh, what were you doing? I said, yep, I've got a terrible habit of holding my cell phone in my hand when I'm driving. He said, look, put it in a cradle and, um, and that will, you'll be better off. And I went, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. And then I noticed this guy had a Garmin watch on and I said to him, I said, oh, do you like your Garmin? He said, oh, I love my Garmin. And it just happened I had the latest one on my wrist. And I said, oh, have you seen the latest one? He goes, oh, yeah, no, I haven't. He said, oh, where'd you get that? And I said, oh, I've got a mate that has a shop down Papineau Road called Fitness New Zealand. He said, oh, I know Steve. Oh, he's really cool. But anyway, by talking to the policeman, I actually formed a bit of a friendship with him. And then he said to me, look, don't be on your cell phone, uh, but I'll just let you off with a warning today. So oh, thanks very much. I really appreciate that. I've got a bad habit. I was really honest. I have got a bad habit of doing it. 
Um, so I say to people, build professional relationships, but more importantly, build friendships. You know, get to know people well, show a genuine, sincere concern with about other people. And so when you build up friendships with people, especially in business, it will lead to synergies. And then people will, uh, uh, you know, look for ways they can work together. So it doesn't necessarily, a synergy isn't uh, a referral or a job that you do that earns the money. It can be people working together. It might be uh, my partner, who's an Elite Six, is a photographer. And she formed a synergy with Pablo, who's a videographer. And they got together and did amazing work at one of the gyms. And Pablo, um, you yeah, know, they worked together. Pablo strapped a, a GoPro to, the, um, to the, the girls doing all the somersaults. And Helen took great photos, and together they, they really did well for the gym. And that's what Synergy is all about, is looking for ways to work together. And then the third one is connect the right person with the right opportunity by giving quality recommendations. Now, I don't want to be known as a, a, a referral or a G, uh, sorry, a referral or a lead generating company. I mean, yes, a lot of business comes out of a good business networking company, and I know. One guy rang me up the other day and he said to me that 25% of his business has come directly from Elite Six. But in the other breath, he told me that uh, he doesn't want us to go virtual because he really gets a lot out of the face-to-face -face business networking. And I said, look, uh, you need to trust me. Uh, I, I know you like me, I know you support me, but you need to trust that I'm making the right decision for my company, myself and my clients. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, because I know you want face-to-face, -face, but there's other ways of doing face-to-face -face marketing. And I said, you might have liked turning up at the cafe, but it's incredibly hard to get people into these cafes. And I said, now is the time to embrace change and do it differently. You need to trust me. So that's um, pretty cool. Our dinner must be getting nearly ready. That's awesome. That's that noise. It's not a fire alarm. So, uh, yeah, so that's quite cool. So, yeah, a lot of work does go on, but if, uh, for $59 a month and I'm responsible for generating 25% of somebody's income, um, we offer brilliant value for some industries. Other industries come to us simply because they want the support. They might be doing some advertising. They might be doing some marketing, and they just want some feedback. We had a new member, and this is the other point of me saying, Rodeo, we're going to run a virtual business networking company I've had uh, two members in Auckland join, and I've also had one to join today from Dunedin. And it's a privilege to have these people outside our networks joining a Christchurch business networking company. So I said to the this person, I said, that person that was at the meeting on Tuesday morning at 7.30 potentially could be a new client for you if you build up those relationships all online. So I need to educate this person who's probably 60, I, I don't actually know, but I'm guessing about 60, I shouldn't guess, then they need to learn ways of building relationships using this technology. And I said, there's a potential client in Dunedin. There's two potential clients in Auckland. And I said, and there are three people that you may have never had the potential of them turning into a client. So that's number two. Right, number four, uh, participate. Uh, so I want people to make Elite Six their own. So I ask them to participate in weekly meetings. So that means don't come to a business networking event thinking that you can come once a week. 
uh, sorry, once a week, once a month, and hand out a few business cards, which you can't do anymore, it will not work for you, and it definitely will not work for us. If people come and just take the fruit off the bottom of the trees, it doesn't work best. People that come weekly, you're showing that you've, you've got systems in place, showing people that you can handle an appointment, showing people that you turn up in time, you talk professionally, you will get referrals by leading a good example of the way you run your business. So collaborate together and invite visitors along. We're not part of the uh, a closed business networking company. We are looking for growth at the moment. There, if you're looking to invite people along to the website, it's a bit different at the moment, but it still works. You get people to go to our website and there's, uh, invite a visitor. And they fill out this form, then I do a lot of the groundwork. I find out who they are. I research them a little bit, and I find out whether they'll be a good fit for uh, Elite Six Business Networking. Now, just to put that in perspective, I've had 13, 1,400 people come and go from Elite Six over the last five or six years. And people come, and they will come for a couple of visits. And this is people that have filled out the registration form and actually never actually either turned up or have come for one meeting and then gone away. And then later on, I hear them talking to somebody at another event saying, that, oh, I used to be a member of Elite Six. And I go, no, you didn't. You come along once or twice, and then you didn't stick around. You didn't get any work from the first visit. So you judged us on that and you left. And, but the people that do well are the ones that come along for six months or plus. And they, like even if I offer a monthly payment plan, the people that I see that sign up and pay for three or four months, uh, you know, well, they might pay for an annual or they might pay for a semi-annual membership. I know they're telling me that they're here to stay. And they're the ones that do well at a business networking. So I always say that um, when you come along to business networking, don't go for one visit expecting results. We did have a sign writer who come along and finished up sign writing six people's cars within the first two months. Now that does happen, but that shouldn't be the goal. And then he left. And then he probably went off to another business networking crowd thinking, oh, uh, actually I'll go do the same and I'll get work. And if you do that, yeah, it's cool for you, but it's not good for us. We want to get to know you, we want to be part of your business. We want to be part of your business success. We want you to share your lows and we want you to share your successes. And especially right now, it's really nice to be able to help people who are having a bit of conundrum. I can't even say the word, but you know what I mean. And the last one of my points that I go through is bring a smile, a sense of humor, a little bit of love to the meetings. I care about my members, they care about me, and we really are a village. Uh, and we're, we're going through lots of changes, not looking for excuses. I'm actually really excited about the, the, new, the new stuff that we're doing. Um, the other thing that we do when we do our presentations, we promote people's blogs. So if you've gone through and given, emailed me 450, 500 words on any topic, it doesn't have to be business related. It definitely doesn't, I don't want it to be a, a pitch or a sales um, thing. Just some interesting stuff. I will talk about them at our meetings. So I'll give you an example of the last three blogs that we have had. First one was by Rob Worley. And it said, to repair or not to repair. And it was an analogy. He's an antique dealer. So he has to look at an, ob an object, obviously, and figure out whether it's worth the time fixing it. And it does it lose its value when it's fixed. Now, if you put the analogy into your business, it's actually a really good thing to do at the moment. So some things you can't fix, some things you can fix. So that's the type of blog, I liked it, I read it. And I did a blog myself this week, and I, I've published about a thousand blogs in my time. It's ideal for a dyslexic person to be a blog publisher, but I love doing blogs. I love the written word, I just can't do it. So I find other ways to finish these blogs off. I voice them, and then I get my partner to edit them, and then I publish them. Um, 
and I then I throw them out to the masses. And even though some of my blogs might not be 100% perfect, I still get the traffic and I get the kudos from being a, pop, a blog publisher. So my blog was on what type of photographer am I? Now, I'm not a photographer, but I love photography and I've always wanted to call myself a professional photographer. Now, my partner is a professional photographer, so when I say I am, she goes, mm, you're not really. But she said to me, you know, your type of photography is street photography. And I thought, ah, oh, that's the type of photographer I am. And it, um, so I wrote a whole blog about what a street photographer is. And the last blog that we had this week was taking your business apart and putting it back together again. Isn't that what we're all doing at the moment? And if I read that blog and I thought it was really good, because that's what I've been doing. I've pulled my business apart. I've looked at what I do have to work with, not what I don't have to work with. And hey guys, I can't go back to cafes at the moment for two reasons. I don't want to anymore because I actually like this new format. And what when I were doing it, wasn't really working anyway. So I'm going to focus on what is working. And getting people together is my strength. So that's what I do do well. Um, the other one I thought I'd add, because somebody said double up the value of what you offer uh, if, and rather than half in the price of your invoice. And I thought about that and I thought, well, I've got a lot of knowledge when it comes to teaching people like SEO, um, how to set up Google My Business pages. Um, you know, I've got a course I did for LinkedIn. Uh, I was charging $300 for people to come and do my LinkedIn course. And then I ran my first session um, from, I did an Eventbrite meeting and I charged $149 because I thought I'd do it virtual and had people pay and come along and it was great. And then I thought, well, actually, that's something I could add into Elite Six. I could add a workshop. So instead of saying to people, come along for a three-hour workshop, I thought I'd spread that one over three weeks. So Friday after our think tank meeting, which I'll explain in a second, I decided that it would be a cool idea to um, do a LinkedIn course. So at 11.30 on Friday, we'll be running, starting the first uh, LinkedIn course. And I'll have a, an active audience there who are there, and I'll be talking about my LinkedIn course, and I'll be encouraging them to come along or stay uh, for an hour and learn something about LinkedIn, because I believe that's a really big part. But that's something else. That's added value that I'm trying to give people. Uh, then when, um, with our PowerPoint presentations with Elite Six, we always, uh, even though... A lot of business networking companies have groups. So if you were to pick on B&I, uh, they have one group. And they have one accountant, one lawyer, you know, one window cleaner, whatever it is, one painter and decorator, and, they, and then you, one real estate agent. And you have to use their services, otherwise it's frowned on. With Elite Six, I've been doing away with industries for about a year and a half. And um, what's really cool, that means that we can have two real estate agents in the same room, two lawyers in the same room. And we've just, you know, and they, I see it. They, they form great synergies and actually start talking about things they can help each other with. Well, how do you do this? Well, how do you do that? So uh, each week when I'm running any Elite Six meeting, I can introduce anyone to any group. And that's been a real big advantage. So this week we had Lachlan, um, who's a recruitment, uh, is a recruitment company, and it's nice to be able to share him throughout the whole Elite Six. Anyway, uh, if you are listening to me and you're thinking about tuning in, we will be broadcasting our Think Tank meeting that we run on Friday as a podcast. So it will be the one after this, probably published on Saturday morning. Uh, and that the topic for the Think Tank meeting this week is client client retention, how to keep your clients. And I don't I don't really run, well, I do facilitate that meeting, but it will be 20, maybe 30 or 40 people in a room together. 
and the microphones will be all off mute and we'll have Lance and I trying to place the muting when needed. But the idea is to be an open discussion on client retention. And we never know where these meetings are going to go. But they're really, really, really cool. Uh, and I've enjoyed doing them. So originally, we started these two years ago. And I used to run my workshops. And then at the end of the workshop, I'd say, what do people want to learn next week? And then I'd go away and build another workshop and teach them something else. And then we finished up just turned into an open chat discussion. Which is actually when we started doing these Zoom meetings, I tried to do, use the same format. And it didn't really work. Anyway, so I've gone back to the basics, as I said at the start. So now what we're doing is we're going to run a think tank meeting. And we might do this face-to-face -face later on as, as things evolve. But at the moment, we're going to run a think tank meeting on the topic client retention. And at the end of that think tank meeting, which is recorded as a podcast, I'll be asking the people who attended, what would you like to discuss next week? And whatever that morphed into will be our topic. And that's how that works. So they're lots of fun. So if you want to hear those, you can go to our Facebook Live and watch. If you want to join, basically uh, you can request an invite from our website and um, and just watch our company grow as it goes. So to give you an example of uh, how we get the conversation going, so this part of the meeting is five minutes and this is still recorded on Facebook Live. We go, what opportunities exist for me and my company born out of lockdown? And that would be the, the topic, and that would be the open discussion. And that's where my members, now I'd turn this screen off and you'd see everyone that's in attendance at the meeting. People can not have their camera on if they want, so they have their privacy, but they could have their logo up. They can do anything they want, because one guy was talking about this morning how he doesn't like his appearance on camera because he doesn't want to sit there in his T-shirt with a messy office he'd rather point the camera at a wall and be in a, in a tie and a nice shirt. And he, he's worried that some of his clients may find him on Facebook Live and might think he's unprofessional. And that opened a whole can of worms discussion. But at the end of the day, I've sort of got to look at that and I said, well, I can't turn all the meeting off just because one person's worried about their appearance. Maybe I could say to him, why don't you wear a tie or a nice shirt? Or... Uh, why don't you just turn your camera off if you want to keep your privacy? But, um, you know, so you just sort of, we're, we're still trying to find our feet. We're trying to please everyone, but you can't do that in business. Uh, so that's how it works. So let's just think that you were asked this question at the moment. What opportunities exist for me and my company born out of the lockdown? I've got tons of opportunities. I'm quite excited about it. I hope you've got some as well. And if not, join a business networking company. And tell people, we had a, a travel agent who's part of our networks, and she is um, really working her butt off. Awesomely, uh, you know, she's uh, done a new website, she's posted some blogs, and she's um, thinking about starting up some Zoom meetings for her colleagues who are in chatting to people. Uh, she's been helping get people out of tricky situations and back to New Zealand, so she's becoming more of a specialist. And also going forward, um, somebody mentioned the other day that she might do um, virtual travel tours. So you never know, you know, what ideas. But all these ideas haven't just come out of her brain. They've come out of other people's suggestions. What about this? What about that? So that's really cool. All right, so now the, the last part of the meeting is what we call the focus person. Now, the, one of the best things... One of the worst things about running a business networking company is following other people's format of business networking companies because there's a few out there. And I've had our, well, I've had four break-offs from Elite Six since I've been doing this. And it kind of upsets me a wee bit 
people say, oh, I'll take it as a compliment they're copying your, copying your format. And they go, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, you do. So I, I purposely make sure that I always run a totally unique format. And I feel like I do that because I'm a leader in my industry. So one of the things I was really proud of, we used to, we did adopt a, uh, having a speaker. And a speaker would talk for 10 or 15 minutes. And they would give a presentation of value. But every meeting would have, I'd have a list of speakers and I'd say, Sally, it's your turn next week. And she'd go, oh, is it? Oh, oh, can I swap with somebody? And I'd be going, oh, okay. Um, I, I've done a lot of Toastmaster stuff and when you get a speech, it's actually a privilege. And you, I, So I was sitting there trying to deal with that. And I go, okay then. Well, uh, Mary, do you want to swap with Sally? Because she, she can't do it this week. She's got something up. And then what would happen, somebody else would say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, that's cool. And that would be really nice. But then Sally wouldn't come the next week because she felt like she couldn't come because, um, you know, she obviously had something important that, that she couldn't do and she would freak out. So I thought, this has got to change. So what I did, I introduced um, at one of our think tank meetings. I said to people, this is the problem, what's the solution? And I said, how about um, coming up with uh, questions that we impromptuously ask people? So we've now got 107, if you want to know, questions. And they're called, um, well, they're just, instead of business cards, I've got questions on the back of my business cards. And uh, basically we've got 107 of them. I just shuffle the cards and we just basically randomly ask people questions on the cards. Now, there are all these, um, so we'd call that the focus person. And also, then I didn't have to worry about Sully not being prepared. I could say, Sully, you're the focus person today. And Sully would stand up, for example, and I say, oh, within the first 30, within 30 to 60 seconds, just explain briefly who you are and what you do, because there's people in the room who don't know who you are and what you do. And then they would rattle that off, and that'd be great. And then I'd go straight into the, the questions. So here's an example of some of the questions that we would ask. And these are random. How do you recharge? So when that question was asked... Oh, the other thing I've got to tell you is if the person was asked a question they didn't want to answer, they could throw it back to somebody else in the audience. So if it was a personal question or some question they didn't really connect with, then they didn't have to answer it. So that meant I got engagement from people. It was brilliant. So it is brilliant. I love it. So how do you recharge would be a question. She would answer it. Within 15 to 30 seconds, I'd go into the next question. And here's the next question. If you were to tell one person... Thank you for helping me become the person I am today. Who would it be? So everybody's engaged. Everyone's listening. They're thinking, oh, I hope, I hope she answers that question because I might have to. Next question. What's one thing about you uh, you want in your eulogy? Eulogy. Eulogy, was it? Eulogy. Eulogy. Basically, what do you want people to stand up at your funeral and say about you? Now, this is quite good. So we had Pablo who said, well... Oh, no, he didn't. I got that wrong. Um, he didn't know what eulogy was. So then other people started explaining to him what that actually was. He went, oh, okay. Oh, I don't know what people to say about you. So then somebody said, oh, if I was standing up at your funeral, I would say this. Oh, they said. So you, you get the group having a bit of a conversation about it. It's really, really cool. Um, another question is, who would you want to be, uh, sorry, who would you want to be stranded with on a desert island? Pablo said somebody yummy because I'd probably finish up eating them if I ran out of food. <laughs> he, he's, he's, it was quite good. And then somebody else uh, at another meeting months ago said some lady that wasn't his wife, that wasn't a good idea. But a lot of these questions are really engaging. 
Uh, like this one, for example. Think about this one now. I, I, this is a funny question. I love this question. Would you rather win the lottery or work at the perfect job and why? Now, 90% of people, ironically, actually say, oh, I'll win the lottery. And then I, my argument to that, well, if you won the lottery uh, and you had a lot of money, would you not have a hobby job or some sort of job that you enjoy? And they go, oh, you'll probably do something. And I go, well, wouldn't the perfect job be that something? And then they go, oh, yeah. And I say, wouldn't the perfect job give you the time off that you want? And wouldn't it pay the money that you want out of life? Because that is the perfect job, isn't it? So a lot of people look at questions a different way and they get a different answer. But to be honest, you know, a lot of these things that um, I'm asking people to do, it's 44 minutes into this podcast, just about bored you to death. But it's any business that's trying to survive right now, you need to think of new and innovative ways. Um, your customers, they want to see you embracing change. They want to see you working your butt off and they will support you. They will look at what you're doing and they will go, I'm going to go to that cafe. They might not have all their food in order. They might not provide what I want, but I like to see people who are proactive and really trying and I want to support. My big message to people right now is to keep it local. You know, uh, think about the basics in life. Think about what you've learnt under lockdown. I've learnt three things. It comes down to friends. It comes down to shelter. And it comes down to having yummy food, which just about is ready from behind me. You know, I mean, you know, have we really forgotten the simplicity of life? And have we really lost what's really important? You know, and, you know, haven't we, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not spending so much money on, on food and entertainment at the moment. I used to spend between 50 and 80 bucks a day on eating out. I, I know it's in my business. But now I've, I don't spend that money. And, and also, when I do spend my money, I like to think I'm going to spend it wisely. Um, what else have we got? I don't think I've got... I had some notes here. Food shutter. Um, oh, yes. One other thing, which is unrelated to business networking. Isn't it been nice to get to know your neighbours? Walking around the streets. Uh, walking past people. Seeing the same people walking their dogs. Um, it, it sort of What I've sort of noticed by doing that is actually I've noticed that there is a neighbourhood um, and same with Elite Six, there is a village, and there's a business community out there. And if you're sitting at home and you're feeling exhausted, and you hit the wall, as one guy who said, look, he said to me, he sent me a message about 20 minutes into the meeting, and he said, look, I, I don't want to come along to the meeting today. He said, because I don't think I'm in the right frame of mind. He said to me, he hit the wall like you did the other day. And then five, ten minutes later, he popped into the meeting. And it was just when a lady who's just joined Elite Six, well, she hadn't joined, she was a visitor, actually, and she was telling us a lot of her concerns in her business. And I, I just got an email in at the same time from a lady who said she'd just been for a, a big operation and she it could have been cancerous. She's in six weeks' recovery and she basically had the operation about 10 days before we went into lockdown, and everyone was getting prepared in the hospital. And she said her tests come back, and it wasn't uh, anything to do with cancer. So imagine, you know, diff- different people, by sh- everyone being so open, and they share their, their experiences in life and how they're actually feeling, you know, with especially with Elite Six, no one comes along with their game face up. You know, we don't have this veneer Oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good. Oh, mate, I'm just getting so much work and I'm just rolling in at the moment. Um, you know, I have always have a, 
um, uh, a wee theory I say to people, and just quickly before I, I sign off, I, people who I go up to and I go, how's your business going? They go, oh, I'm absolutely flat tech. I've never really felt like helping somebody whose business is flat tech. Uh, I, I'd rather somebody say, well, I'm currently looking for new opportunities at the moment. Uh, I'm seeking um, some new work. Uh, I'm actually trying to promote myself more. I'd rather people say that to me because then I feel like rolling around and helping and sharing some ideas. So never tell people you got your game face on is the trick. People are willing to help, especially in Elite Six. I love what I do. If you are listening to this and you've got to the end, I thank you for your time. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. And I'm going to make this business networking thing work. And I just really value the support I have had and the continued support. And I, if you've got concerns and worries about your business, come along to Elite Six and let me um, share, let my village share their experience and knowledge and skills with you. That's Danny DeHeck, and thank you for listening to me. And I'm the owner of the best business networking company in New Zealand. We're New Zealand-wide now because we've gone virtual. So go to elite6number6.co.nz and fill out one of those invite uh, invitations to come along and see what my village is like. Stay safe, keep well, and for God's sake, stay two metres away from me in the supermarket, will you?